Welcome to the pulse that moves the triangle world today. This one-size-fits-all broadcast is a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, helpful tips, what's trending, events, and boundless other adventures. It's a conversation pit of comedians, politicians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Inspreffer. Hi, friends. The Carrie Chamber of Commerce serves as the voice of the business in the community and is here to serve as a resource. So today we have with us Mark Lawson, Vice President of Economic Development at the Carrie Chamber of Commerce. Mark is here to talk about the methods in which the Chamber supports local businesses. Welcome, Mark. Mary, thank you for the opportunity to be with you today. So let's start by reviewing the coronavirus resource information on the Chamber website, starting with the master document. Sure. So um, as the pandemic really became more evident through the public, the Chamber really worked very quickly to start assembling several resources for our members and certainly for the greater community. And our team worked very quickly and formulated basically a master document that any of our local businesses can register online in real time, their hours of operation, uh, their services, what they're promoting and marketing as far as their business is concerned, and any adjustment into their hours of operation or how they're conducting business. And so it's really community supporting local businesses, and that document has been uh, revised and updated consistently, and it's really served as a great resource um, to not only our chamber members, but quite frankly, everyone here in the local carry community. I also understand you have a resource of uh, links to websites being updated constantly covering federal, state, and regional response and resource opportunities. That is correct. So, again, our communications team and our really our entire staff um, has worked very diligently in compiling of our local municipalities, uh, the town of Cary, as well as our friends at Wake County and state resources, along with federal resources, to really kind of have a centrally located spot on our chamber website that anyone can go to to find information locally, countywide, regionally, and certainly uh, nationally. And those areas have been a big help to our community and our membership. It just kind of makes it one-stop shopping, if you will, that they're able to go to one central place to have a plethora of resources that can help them throughout this um, crisis that we're experiencing. That should really put a lot of uh, minds at ease, having one place to go, because I know there's so many different things out there, and a lot of it is confusing. In fact, I wanted to talk with you and hope that you can explain some of these funding options through the CARES Act, like the Paycheck Protection Program, Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program. I mean, you take it from there, Mark. Help, Help fill in the blanks for people. Absolutely. There are several things, Mary, that you just alluded to that are out there for our local businesses. So why don't we start with the Paycheck Protection Plan? This plan basically is a loan that's designed to really provide a direct incentive for small businesses to keep their staff on their payroll. Um, it's a program that the SBA designed that to help 
uh, with payroll over a couple month period. Um, it can also go towards rent and any mortgage interest and pay for any operational expenses such as your basic utilities. And that's something that uh, any small business can apply directly through uh, an existing SBA lender um, or any federally insured depository institution and, and any federally insured credit union that businesses can contact them to be able to get into that program. And I just want to say that um, we encourage all of our businesses to certainly work with their local banker if they have a local banking relationship, and that their banker um, can certainly help facilitate uh, the transition uh, for a loan program like this. Um, also, another area that um, has really been used very widely is the Economic Entry Disaster Loan Program. Again, it's another tool that's out there uh, that the SBA has provided, and it really gives vital economic support to a small business owner to help them overcome a temporary loss of revenue they're experiencing because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, it's a very streamlined process that will afford the business owner um, some very uh, quick access to capital. And again, that program is really designed for small businesses with less than 500 employees. So again, that's another great tool that is out there. And to kind of round this out through the SBA, uh, the SBA also has their SBA bridge loans and their SBA express program. And those express loans really fall under the guidance of a streamlined, more efficient process for someone that may already have an existing SBA loan facility in place. Those tools will enable them to get funding uh, very quickly and will not interfere with uh, any of their other SBA lending products that they may be participating in. So that's just a, just a sample of what's out there that uh, our business leaders are certainly taking a look at, and, and most and many have already enrolled in those programs. I want to ask you how that is going, because, of course, on the news you hear all these reports about funding running out. Has, you know, carry businesses been okay when it came to that? You know, we haven't gotten any direct feedback, uh, but what I can tell you is um, those programs certainly are vital to our business community. And again, when we have received phone calls and inquiries about that, we've encouraged everyone to work through their existing banking relationship. And for some that may not have had an existing business relationship, we encourage them to contact their CPA and to also contact a local bank that can help them understand the process first and foremost in coordination with their CPA. And we found that that's given a lot of our business owners um, just a little more comfort because they've got someone that's helping advise them through the product, excuse me, through the process as well as a banking professional that they're going to be engaging with. Great. Okay, so I know the Chamber has been proactively engaging and supporting the business community in other ways. I wanted to talk about your outreach to our elected officials. First, you know, on the, um, I don't know, maybe on the, uh, you know, like our senators or our reps, if you're reaching out that far. And then afterward, we'll talk about the Kerry mayor. But for, for the elected officials on that level, What's been happening? Well, the Cary Chamber has has a very long-standing relationship with all of our elected officials. 
under the direction of our president, Howard Johnson. And we've been able to uh, outreach and engage with their local offices here in the Triangle region, uh, just trying to obtain uh, additional information uh, about some of the programs that I alluded to earlier from the SBA and just overall uh, what the government is continuing to work towards to you know help businesses, to help communities, to help individuals all around the country. So they've been very uh, beneficial to us just to get information and updates um, on a very expedited basis. So we're, we're very grateful to those folks um, and their local offices here in the Triangle. So has the Chamber been doing any kind of campaigning with the officials as far as, you know, uh, what can we do to reopen sooner or anything on that level? No, the the chamber has been working closely and following the guidelines of our uh, certainly uh, local officials here with the town of Cary, um, officials with Wake County, and certainly under Governor Cooper's direction. So we're abiding by those regulations that have been put in from a, you know, a local and a state level um, and certainly staying uh, closely up to date with those and, and paying very strict attention to those. And, you know, we've encouraged all of our members to do the same, just to follow the guidelines that are out there. Um, candidly, those guidelines are, are put in place for our health and safety and the wellness of others. So that's that's really been our position around that is just to make sure we're communicating what's out there from municipalities and on the state level and certainly adhering that um, ourselves as well. So this is something the Chamber did that I thought might have some real meat to it, a webinar focusing on small business strategies during the COVID-19 pandemic. Yes, so uh, we partnered with uh, the law firm Ellison Winters um, on small business strategies uh, during COVID-19, and we put together a group of uh, four attorneys that made up of our panel and, and had a great conversation. Uh, we did it through a Zoom meeting and just really to talk about issues that are, that are facing small businesses, whether it's employer, employee relations, uh, what are some strategies that could be done, uh, during this time of some volatility in the financial markets. And so they really did a great job of providing our membership with information that they can use in their businesses no matter what size business um, they own or operate. Okay. Can you give us an example of some of those strategies? Yes. So, uh, for example, uh, we had a lot of questions around furloughed employees and what benefits they would be entitled to if they were furloughed versus laid off. And so um, there was a lot of information shared around uh, being able to continue to operate with their employee benefits if they were furloughed, as an example, and what they would need to do uh, in order to maintain their benefit levels. And again, really, it just comes down to communication with their employer, with their, if an employer has a third party who administered the benefits, being able to have those resources at hand and where to find some of those resources um, whether you were furloughed and unfortunately if you were laid off, what resources are out there for you to be able to find a virtual job board, for an example, or a virtual career fair, uh, how to get connected with the state's unemployment officials, being able to apply efficiently online. 
those are just a few examples um, coming out of that from an employee-employer relations standpoint. Can folks see that webinar on your website? Yes, it is located on our website, so it's terrychamber.com, and it'll be under our COVID-19 resource page, and the uh, video link is there for anyone to see, and again, it covers a wide range of topics, and I really think it serves as a great tool uh, for our local business community. Mm -hmm. Okay, and just while we're on the employer-employee kind of end of things, what kind of information is out there as far as protecting your employees through this pandemic? We always encourage uh, anyone to work with a human resource professional. Obviously, if they have it with their organization that they're a part of, or if it's a smaller business that, as you know, a small business owner really wears many hats. So if they do not have uh, an HR professional, we encourage them to reach out. We have resources that um, certainly we can always provide information of local firms that do work like that. They can certainly consult with their attorney um, about employment information uh, going to their employee relations. So those are just a few resources that we encourage folks to go to just to make sure that they're following the rules and regulations of employment laws. Um, and for any additional updates uh, that are out there, we certainly encourage them to work with those type of professional organizations. So I want to just circle back again. We've we've talked about elected officials, but just kind of to bring it more home. What's what's going on with the with the mayor of Cary? Um I know you get updates from him on the current state of the economy and what some of the thoughts he has and thoughts on moving forward. Well we're very blessed to just really have candidly a fantastic mayor uh, who does a wonderful job for our town and our citizens. And so Mayor Weinbrecht um, shared some great words with us on our virtual meeting that we had with Dr. Michael Walden uh, last week. And really just his comments were really shaped around Carrie's position very well um, in the midst of a, a situation that we're dealing with right now. The town is positioned really well. You know, we've got, as he said, the greatest minds and the greatest partnerships within the business community that can really help make things happen and make them happen in a hurry. And, you know, those words are so true. And I thought the mayor struck a great point with that. And also looking at, I think, another key component that, you know, all businesses have had to change the way they're operating. But what's been very unique with the town of Cary, they've still been able to keep business inspections, permitting, uh, construction evaluations going uh, throughout uh, the times where business operations have changed. And that was a really important step that needed to be taken and has been taken um, just to keep our local economy going. When you think about all the development and construction projects that are going on, be it small, medium, or large, they all require permitting. They all require inspections. And Cary has just got a very strong group of dedicated folks um, that are utilizing many forms of technology in order to keep those processes going while they're working remotely. And it's really been able to keep our economic engine here in Cary going 
and I, you know, really just commend the, the mayor and town manager and all of their staff for all they've done. And as the mayor said, he sees us moving forward pretty well and pretty quickly as we continue to improve and, and get a handle on what's taking place. So a lot of optimism, um, and which we wholeheartedly stand behind and totally agree with just that outlook. Well, that's good news. That's great news. Um, Absolutely. So, Mark, what kind of actions do you think businesses need to take in times like this? Well, first and foremost is you need to take care of your employees and you need to think about ways that you can take care of them if you're able to. Um, we certainly recommend any business owner, business operator, always contact your CPA, your banking professional, and your attorney. Those three areas are very important to the operation of any business, regardless of the size of the business. So that's something that, um, personally, when folks ask me, I always recommend because those are really important to help evaluate, for example, a business, their operating cash flow, their cash flow needs, forecasting uh, their cash flow needs looking ahead, um, maybe access to um, various types of credit facilities if needed. So those are just a few areas that I think are very important. And then when it comes to looking at, uh, again, as we talked about moments ago, that employer-employee relations component, just making sure that the guidelines and regulations that are in place today are being followed. And, again, that's where... Uh, their attorney could come in and really be help and or with an HR professional. So those are really some things that I think during times like this, businesses really need to, to take into consideration is look at your team of professionals and have them, you know, work very closely with you just to navigate through some of the choppy waters that are out there um, just to keep things going forward as best as you possibly can. That's good advice. Um, so, so let's look forward. Let's be positive. Ways to prepare for the rebound in this economy. Businesses certainly are going to have to remain very vigilant and flexible in terms of constantly adjusting their overall business models. I, I just want to share this with you. I just got this before our interview. Uh, it came in from Waverly Place, and I thought these were interesting um, because for me, like I'm thinking curbside pickup, I know it applies to all kinds of businesses, but to me, majorly in my mind, that's restaurants. And I just read about this Waverly Place, Hollywood Feed. Uh, it's a pet specialty store, and they give out treats when you come, treats for the, the pets when you come to pick up their curbside products. And then Whisk, also in Waverly, um, a kitchen store, I'll just, I'm sure I'm like not, describing it to its full potential, but basically, um, you know, they offer all these different things for cooking and a lot of people now are cooking and baking and doing, you know, being in the kitchen a lot more than they used to because they have more time with the stay at home order. So I know for myself, I'm finding all kinds of widgets that I didn't even know existed <laughs> that I needed to cook X, Y, or Z. And so they offer online opportunities to purchase some of their products. And also what they've done, 
is gift certificates, which again, a lot of businesses I'm sure are doing, but the, the point being support us now to get us through now, get us some revenue going, even though you're going to use that gift certificate after COVID subsides, but get us some revenue now. And even Waverly Place itself, putting out things like games and activity sites just to keep up front and center. So, so what are some things you're hearing about what people are doing? Well, I, I would say first and foremost, when you think about Cary, and certainly our surrounding communities here in the Triangle region, we're a very innovative area. We've got great minds. We've got great business leaders. We've got some of the most creative minds anywhere in the world. And they're right here in Cary and, again, our surrounding areas. So when you think about looking at your business, how can you, again, as we talked about a moment ago, how can you be more vigilant and flexible um, as you continue to operate in the current atmosphere that we have? And so when you're thinking about, as you mentioned, Mary, talking about e-commerce, we're all users of e-commerce, and we've got some very great e-commerce companies here in our market that when you think about how we use them now, I think you're going to continue to see that just increase, maybe larger than we've ever experienced prior to COVID-19. We're, we're all at home. We're on our computers or our smartphones or a tablet or an iPad, and we're obviously on the Internet a ton during the day, and most of us are online shoppers anyway, so we're used to that. But for those folks who maybe did not utilize e-commerce as much as some of us have, you're seeing those segments of the population engaging in that more. You're seeing more people buying uh, e-gift cards. And I want to pause just for a moment. That's a great way to support our local businesses here is buying e-gift cards or buying gift cards because that's certainly the name of the game that we want to continue to support our local businesses. So, Again, innovation is the key, whether you're you're looking at a normal trajectory of what a business does for their modes of operation. Are they doing uh, different avenues? Are they doing curbside? Are they creating a drive-through when they didn't have a drive-through for the retail store before? So you're looking at some very fundamental um, ways to be flexible. But then when you look at other areas to be innovative, I think that's what times like this spur is creative minds coming out with different tools to utilize for normal courses of business. Think about now we're all using a form of Zoom or a WebEx or a Google Hangout just to conduct conversations, to even have coffee with each other, to conduct business meetings or presentations without having to travel. And so you're looking at how that those avenues are, are, are changing things I think you'll see some of that hang around as we come back to a normal course of business. You're going to see some of these technological tools used that maybe weren't utilized as much in the past. I think going forward, you'll see more of that. So, again, I just come back to innovation and creativity. No matter what segment your business is in, that's what we see and talk to people about of what they're doing on their businesses so they can come out of this sooner than later. So innovation, operation, technology, it seems like are are some key steps. Yes, I think just the constantly thinking about your ways that you can be creative in your business and how you can be innovative regardless of what industry segment you're in, 
in my opinion, will help you come through this maybe even stronger than you were before. That's that's what we want, stronger than before. That's positivity. Any other future trends you see uh, happening in Cary coming out of this volatile business climate? I, I don't know if it's per se a future trend, but I do feel that you'll see maybe uh, in an office setting where people are used to being uh, in cubicles or working closely together, you may see a little less densification. You may see their their desks spread out a little bit more than what they were before, um, maybe even going back to a, a more traditional office environment. Those are some conversations that we've had with some commercial brokers and real estate professionals around our market of you know, getting their insight, and, and that seems to be a common theme. Interesting. So, so what is the forecast looking like? Any ideas at all? Any input from businesses or or community leaders or anything? Well, again, we were very uh, blessed to have Dr. Michael Walden join us for a virtual Zoom meeting last week, and Dr. Walden provided some really great information, as he always does. And first and foremost, uh, he pointed out that North Carolina is poised for success. You know, our state is a very robust state, a very robust business community. Um, So even though we've had some contraction in certain segments of our economy, um, I think, you know, based on what Dr. Walden has said, we will bounce back um, stronger. And again, knowing that there is some contraction in our economy, um, he feels optimistic uh, about North Carolina and and again about the... industry segments that really make up the backbone of our business communities in North Carolina, again, being stronger and poised for growth. He also alluded to that, you know, we'll see some economic growth over the next couple quarters. Um, And again, another silver lining really with all this compared to other states and cities across the country, you know, North Carolina's brand has always stood out strong, and I think now will stand out stronger than ever. Um, so again, he also alluded to in- innovation and, you know, really that being a hallmark of our economy and alluding to people that are working very hard, you know, to look, to continue to look for creative and innovative ways to conduct their business and how they're marketing their goods and services. Um, and he also noted that, you know, we're, we're going to be able to, as we look back several years from now, we're going to look back and we'll have learned a lot of things. Um, because of the situation that we're in. So really, as a summary, Mary, um, North Carolina is in great shape going forward. Cary's going to be in a very good position to bounce back very quickly in our local economy. And overall, there, again, there is some constriction in the economy. Um, but again, compared to other parts of the country, uh, we're still in a pretty good position to come out of this um, in pretty good shape. Well, I think those are wonderful words to end the interview with. I can't think of any better uh, <laughs> hopeful message. So maybe just give us our your website one more time. Uh, it's the Cary Chamber of Commerce. So it's carychamber.com, and it has a plethora of resources for our business community as well as uh, the resource pages that we were alluding to at the start of the interview around COVID-19. Again, I just want to say that uh, on behalf of our 
chamber staff and our board of directors uh, and our board chairman and president, Howard Johnson, we're here to serve. We're here to be uh, a resource for the business community and the community as a whole. Um, and we're just glad that we can be a part um, of helping our local community. Sounds grand. Thank you so much for being with us, Mark. Thank you, Mary. Now for our nonprofit spotlight. Donating blood products is essential to community health and part of our nation's critical infrastructure. In March, the Red Cross said that 2,700 blood drives had been canceled across the country due to concerns over COVID-19. That resulted in 86,000 fewer blood donations. So it seems prudent to focus on a nonprofit dealing with this problem. Of course, there are many sources for donating blood, but today we are highlighting the blood connection. Founded in 1979, the Blood Connection is the largest independently managed nonprofit community blood center in the region. Licensed and regulated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the Blood Connection collects blood from donors through blood mobiles, portable field units, and fixed donation sites, including one in Raleigh. In non-COVID-19 times, the nonprofit holds approximately 12 blood drives every day and collects over 120,000 units of blood to connect volunteer blood donors, hospitals, and patients needing life-saving transfusions. Currently, in addition to regular donations, the Blood Connection is establishing a program to work with clinicians in the community to locate positive COVID-19 patients who have recovered to take part in FDA-approved COVID-19 convalescent plasma collection. Studies suggest that using the plasma had some success in reducing symptoms and death in the past outbreaks. For more information, visit their website, The Blood connection.org. Well, it's time to high five and say goodbye. Thanks for joining us via Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, etc. or our website triangle411.buzzsprout.com. This is Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Thought for the day? Do what you feel is right and you will never be wrong.